write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know That was the great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself, Preston, and He's not with us today, but he's with us in spirit But we got a three-peat person Interviewee here with us on the show Raheem Nelson. Um, I really can't give a good description or introduction like Easy Blues. Um, it's impossible. I mean, I tried, I yeah. practiced, I rehearsed, but uh, this man goes beyond words, goes above and beyond what he does in his craft, been doing a lot of stuff for the Milford Arts Council and will continue to do a lot of stuff for the Milford Arts Council. He looks like he's having a great time. You really can't consider it work. Mm, Is it no, work? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um and it's good talking to a person who's just living his dream so you know the first question i just want to ask you um how is life right now for raheem nelson oh man first of all thanks for having me back on preston no doubt, it's, it's cool that you know we we're able to make this work logistically mm -hmm. um life is good life is really really good and um i'm just trying to pace myself as all these opportunities come in mm -hmm. to just like really enjoy it um yeah milford arts council comes to mind because it's like what's most prevalent right now and just having new responsibilities of course like my job title is marketing director you know in communications mm -hmm. but like i'm doing all of these different things like uh right now curating an art show for black history month yeah, uh, opening reception is going to uh -huh. be next Thursday, so Thursday the fifteenth, like right after Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And I think one of my personal missions coming on to the Arts Council was yeah. like, how can I, I not only set myself up in a position to win, but my friends too. Yeah, like I have a lot of my friends in this art show too. It's a big group show. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in New Orleans a few months ago, right, uh, one of the tech partners that I was working with on some illustration mm -hmm. they did a uh, live podcast I was like oh, okay like how could that be integrated into like what I'm doing right and um you you know uh Kobe Smith right oh very well we had him yeah. on the show for a couple times and I'm happy you guys collaborated now just tell me what was that like him in the room that had to be amazing for you he's he's hysterical like <laughs> dude <laughs> he's a character <laughs> he's yeah. definitely a character yeah he's a character um, i kind of think you two have opposite ends of the same cloth when it comes to worth ethic and just being just mm -hmm. an entrepreneur because like he's more you know i think like you're cool calm intellective and stylish like he's like right in your face mm -hmm. go get him right now <laughs> like he's just like super powered and just yeah. motivate like like he'll like bro he'll sell salt to a snail Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's just the vibe i get from him and i'm not mad at it i really not yeah, mad i'm at not it. either yeah and i want him to succeed in this podcast and i'm happy you have him hosting this thing so like just tell me just more of the guests you got you have uh, at the event besides kobe on there yeah yeah definitely um so I have to pull out my phone because like it's a robust oh yes yeah, and I, I might even Go have ahead. like another artist or two that i'm okay you know coming through uh but um uh, featuring author Shauna T. Melton. All she's right. Phenomenal, beautiful artistry, you know, black empowerment. She's a poet as well. So I'm looking forward to having her in the art show to exhibit. I think she's exhibiting like two pieces. Okay. And then possibly 
the she'll be on the, the panel discussion too, mm. uh, featuring Alana Ladson. All right. From New Haven. She's incredible. She has a lot of different illustrations. I think she did an illustration for uh, New Haven Night Market. Mm. So she's a good friend, collaborator. Yeah. Uh, we both used to work, uh, what's it? It was an art space, art space New Haven when it was still operating and running. Yeah. So mm. that's how I was familiar with her work. So I invited her to show. And then I'm also featuring my sister-in-law, Kiana Stanley. Okay. And she's a great artist. She's a, a printmaker. She does illustration, she does poetry, and she also works with uh, the International Festival of Arts and Ideas right now. So mm. I wanted to pull her in to what I was doing and just, you know, keep it in the family. You gotcha. know, if I'm getting opportunities, my family's getting opportunities too. Most so definitely. Looking forward to having her work. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, so the opening is going to be the 15th, but the whole thing runs until the 25th. Uh, okay. From the February 15th to the 25th. So I was thinking like, okay, how can I do like maybe another event while this thing is going on? Because the work right. is just going to be up at uh, the Milford Firehouse Gallery, which is on Naugatuck Avenue, 81 Naugatuck Avenue. And mm -hmm. it's connected to the main space uh, for the Milford Arts Council, which is basically at the Milford train station. Mm -hmm. So I got a friend. He goes by the stage name CEO and he's a hip hop artist. And like he's excellent, but he's also an animator and he's a filmmaker. And oh, he wow. created this really cool thesis film while he was in college. And we went to the same college. We went to the School of Visual Arts, which is in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And he created this thesis film. It's like a revenge film. It's animated, but it's the kind of thing like you have to watch multiple times because it has different layers to it. Ooh. So this film and film screening and QA is going to be February 21st. It's going to be like an offshoot event in the same gallery space he's going to be there to show the film present it and then do a q a with his creative partner oh that's cool that's yeah it's cool. gonna be so that's great cool. that's cool. yeah you don't really need you don't really get to see a lot of well personally for me you know like because i can't like speak for everybody else i can speak for myself like i personally don't really get to see uh black animators just like mm. within my like hometown as that mm -hmm. i've seen black painters i've mm -hmm. seen you know like black artists but like black animators like making cartoons just like in the new haven area like that's mm -hmm. really exciting to see and the and the fact that you came up with them mm -hmm. that that's a blessing brother yeah he's a good it dude he really a good is dude. and um again part of my mission for the milford arts council is to bring my various circles together mm -hmm. and i I you know, spent a lot of time in New York, went to art college in New York. So I pitched him this idea. You know, he was all for it. Just had to make it work logistically because he's coming from New York and everything. But being able to have this job where I'm connecting all these people, I'm having like a live podcast with Kobe. Yeah. I'm having artists drop off work and I'm getting to see their eyes lit up and everything like photographers, uh, visual artists, painters, and just thinking how I'm going to curate the space because I haven't even been in the space yet to like, hang the work like i'm not going to be able to get into there to like um tuesday and Wednesday because we have another exhibit up mm -hmm. but i'm just like already visualizing it like okay i've got all these great pieces all these really cool people coming together and right. that are appreciative to come together and we're all making it work so i know when i get in the space and i'm curating and i'm putting stuff on the walls and everything it's going to be you know it's organic it's going to come together and i think i'm just kind of like really visualizing how the audience is going to receive all this. Cause I have a curated an art show 
in like five, six years at least. <laughs> the nervous bug kicking so, in? Yeah. What's that? Is the nervous bug kicking in? I didn't announce myself properly. I apologize. No, it's okay. Um, I don't know. I, for for me, <laughs> I try to be like super confident. I do feel super confident in this. Right. And all I see it as is like bringing friends together. Okay. Bringing friends together to exhibit, to have conversations, to have a good time. And it falls under the banner of what I mm -hmm. do for my job. Right. But I don't think it would go this smoothly if I didn't have good relationships with all the artists that I'm working with. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like pulling teeth. It's like, okay, when do you need the work? Like, okay, I'll come by your job and I'll drop it off. And it's like, okay, like, is it supposed to be this easy? <laughs> <laughs> And I think this is probably like the joy of networking, you know, yeah. because like you're talking like to all these great minds. Uh, I think I also saw on the list that you had uh, Malcolm Welfare. He's going to be there. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. he's a wonderful mind. And mm -hmm. it's funny that you got him because I know when we interviewed him, I think it was like, like last year, mm -hmm. um, he was talking about AI mm -hmm. and uh, you are into AI as well. So like mm -hmm. how big is that going to be within that whole function you're uh, going in into the, uh, you know, Milford Arts Council for this Thursday and, you know, for the 15th to the 25th, like how mm -hmm. will that be integrated a part of that? Like, you know, cause I know you mm -hmm. guys won't stop teaching it and it won't stop no. evolving. Mm -mm. Yeah. 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 That's exactly the conversation um, I had with him. And like, I'm really glad you're touching on this because mm -hmm. um, I invited him and he's like, Oh, do you want me to exhibit? And I didn't know he was in AI art like that. Yeah, and we man, got to talking too. about it. Mm -hmm. And then he was asking me my stance on it and everything. And he wasn't trying to pass it off. Like it wasn't AI art. So I appreciated that. <laughs> I appreciated like the authenticity. Cause like yeah. some artists would be like, Oh, well, you know, I did this by hand or whatever. Like, nah, it's clearly AI. Mm -hmm. But uh, the images he sent me like were really cool and they really fit into the theme, uh, you know, black history month, black empowerment mm. and black creativity like all those things are a part of the show so i was like yeah like submit your work and i think it'll also help start a conversation of like how can ai be used for good mm. how can ai be used to Absolutely. empower people and coexist with like your photography and your illustration your digital illustration so for me bringing him in it bringing his talents and it's also mm -hmm. going to start a wider, larger conversation, which is what I'm trying to do for this exhibition. Anyway, it's like really forward that conversation. Now mm -hmm. I just keep doing the same things. Like I have a lot of variety in this art show. Mm -hmm. And just like another thing I just want to touch on AI. Um, does it frustrate you that people don't see the good out of it? Because like I'm starting to research a little bit different as well too. I can use it to be able to be a better speaker mm -hmm. um, that can teach me like different words and different like stuff to enunciate, you know, there's different programs or mm -hmm. it can teach me just um, to be better minded just when it comes mm -hmm. to things, just like approaching people. Um, yeah. Script writing. I always want to like to do like a little script, like a little like short script and just like, just hand mm -hmm. it in and just like feel about it. love, feel a little bit confident about myself. So it gives mm -hmm. suggestions and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're more expert in this like it mm -hmm. just gives you just options for mm -hmm. your creativity and for your art and does it frustrate you people are trying to get rid of it mm. entirely because like there's mm -hmm. been protests about it like with strikes and you know mm -hmm. it trying to take over like you know people's jobs when mm -hmm. in reality like when we 
learn more about it, it's trying to help people be a little bit better when it just comes to thinking minded. Do you think AI will be the end of writer's block when it offers these suggestions or creative block when it comes to artists and creativity? Uh, yeah, really good points there too. Um, I guess I don't get frustrated because I'm always mm. curious. I'm always okay. looking for more that's, knowledge. That's a good answer. Yeah. And I don't always expect people to want to do the same. I mean, mm. people don't want to do what they want to do for me. Like I'm always reading, always studying. Like of I course. use an app called uh, Flipboard where I get like pretty much most of my news because it mm. just takes news and it pulls it from all over the web. Okay. So you can just like read articles on whatever interests you without having to go to all these different websites. Mm -hmm. And AI has been, you know, really prevalent. And I think it's like with anything, it's a tool. It can be used for good. It can be used for bad. Um, I think it's all about the people, corporations using it. Mm -hmm. I would hope that AI is used in a way where it's not stealing from living artists and dead artists to create something. Like, I mm -hmm. think there's just a way where AI can be used in a way that has integrity and that hasn't always worked for these corporations i don't really think it's going anywhere i think it's like it's pandora's box kind of situation <laughs> like it's already open like what are we gonna do with it and right. um i went to a conference uh recently uh when i was in new orleans and it was mm -hmm. on tech and ai and they were talking about how ai was being used for good in terms of businesses and mm -hmm. and writing like what you're saying speeches yeah. and also um kind of like they would have AI sit in on a meeting right. and then by the end of it, they, the AI not only captured like the meeting notes, but the inflections. And one of them, at one point in the, at the end of the meeting, the AI program was like, oh, well, so-and-so doesn't agree with your point is actually frustrated too. So mm. like it kind of went deeper and just like, instead of the surface level, like it went deeper than that. So the AI is always learning and always program and i just think it's interesting how far we've come you know like watch these movies like and i hope we don't end up in like a terminator 2 situation <laughs> like I, <have> those <laughs> I think that's a scare i really yeah. think that's a scare a lot of people think we're going to be in judgment day and then like the robots <laughs> are going to come which i think you know <laughs> they probably had a backup plan for that yeah <laughs> i don't like, hope so <laughs> worst case scenario that is going to happen but um yeah. I like looking at the positivity of things because a lot of people, um, I hate to say it, you know, because I'm millennial, uh, a lot of people get clout when it comes to like these negative opinions and negative thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to advancement and when it comes to, you know, uh, staying relevant when it comes to technology and stuff like that. A lot of people just mm -hmm. want to just stay in the past and stay in that mm -hmm. whole comfort zone and mm -hmm. they need to break out. Um, yeah. And I love the fact with all the guests that you have just for this bill, like, for example, Dr. Creative. Yeah, um, he's great. Um, yeah, he, he's an amazing individual. And mm -hmm. one thing I love about him, um, he loves to stay relevant. He always wants mm -hmm. to stay relevant when it comes to different people. So I got to just ask, this leads to my next question. Um, mm -hmm. Was it too easy just getting all these people and getting all these creative mm. minds all together throughout this whole entire week that you have planned mm. for the Milford Arts Council? Was it just mm. too smooth? Was it? Did you feel like you weren't even trying at all just to get <laughs> <laughs> planned for the whole entire week? Asking people wasn't that difficult. I think yeah. stuff like uh, the press releases and 
getting all the um, event pages up and everything, mm-hmm. getting some of um, the assets that I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, even that wasn't that bad, but I think just like the day-to-day stuff with the press releases, getting the word out and I'm still getting the word out. I'm seeing if I can get some more of course. Um, media appearances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been the, not tricky, but like that's been harder than actually asking people to contribute because like mm-hmm. people want to show their work of course. Um, they they want to be seen they want to be in the conversation they want to sell their work too and i'm giving artists an opportunity to sell their work without like a gallery fee like it's something that i worked out with Milford arts council where okay. we're selling tickets and then those tickets are going right back to the artists too mm-hmm. which is great it's really yeah. great um i think it's more great seeing people of color just mm-hmm. coming together and making something happen uh, yep. especially at this at this time and yeah. i love to see it because i know you don't still do it in february you're doing it for march april june mm-hmm. july august september october november like it's a 24 7 thing which i think is beautiful because the only people that can help us out is us mm-hmm. at the end of the day we can, and no one can do it like us like us right <laughs> and i'm so happy true. That, I, that i that i made sense out of it like how much mm-hmm. pride on uh, how fulfilled do you feel just being a part of that just like getting everybody together in the network and do you feel it's a great step to the future oh yeah um so i think the best way i could describe it is like this is the happiest i've ever been to go to work i mean i love mm-hmm. my job in general every day is an adventure and everything working like so close to train station get there conveniently and everything and do all these cool things on a day-to-day basis mm. but just i'm really seeing how much i missed curation mm. and curating a show full of friends and my peers and opening that up to the public and crossing bridges so to speak breaking down silos breaking down these silos between new haven milford west haven new york like all these places i want to bring together so mm. that really excites me and it, it starts in Black History Month, like it starts in February, but I'm just mm-hmm. already thinking like what other shows can I curate and put together? Because I love illustrating, I love being in the community, I love networking, but I think curation was like a big missing part from what I'm doing already. Because like I'm mm. meeting people every day anyway, really cool people. So like, how can we come together and pull our resources and like make a really cool exhibition out of it? Mm. Now, speaking of something that's really cool, uh, one of my favorite beverages, whiskey. Um, I know you got yeah. that in the yep. event. Please uh, mm-hmm. tell our audience uh, just more like who about the people in, that you partnered with just to get that going. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would like that to be a partnership, hopefully in the future. Oh, I thought but, it was. No, Thanks no. for correcting me. Thank <laughs> nope, you. Thank nope, you. I thought you worked with some heads. All right. My bad. I thought it was a local. Working on it. Working on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uncle Nearest is a Tennessee whiskey. I believe the founder taught Jack Daniels how to create whiskey. So like they their stuff and they're black owned, you know, I wanted to, it was really mm. important to have a black art show and a black beverage to go along with it too. Like a big whiskey guy. And do you know Rasik from uh, Anchor Spa? Um, I've heard about him. Mm-hmm. I've done, I never a, met him. I never, mm-hmm. uh, you know, n- never met him. Never mm-hmm. done, I heard good mm-hmm. things, but the name has been out there. So yeah. like, because I won't mm-hmm. be going to Anchor Spot. Yeah, I should. Yeah. It's, I, I never it's got great. a chance like to go go there and just yeah. see what it's all about. But I heard yeah. great things about Anchor Spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anchor Spot, great. And uh, I mentioned Rasik because Rasik 
actually put me on to Uncle Nearest. They have mm. an old fashioned, which is you know my favorite cocktail, and they make it with this Uncle Nearest whiskey. Mm. So I did like some light research and everything. And Rasik was actually uh, a bartender for an event I had at Known Coworking, just on menswear and coming together and community. So similar to what I'm doing for this art event. Okay. And Uncle Nearest is like so good and it's black owned. I was like, how do I integrate that into what this art show is? Mm -hmm. so, you know, kind of have that in the theme, you know, the sophistication, the art, the whiskey, it's black owned, black business. And I believe like one of their brewers is a, a woman. So like, I think she's like, okay, possibly, I think first black woman in the whiskey business and everything. So oh, she's wow. Doing great. Mm -hmm. Okay, similar to what Elise is doing uh, with exactly. uh, Rhythm Brewing. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. That's, that's really cool. Yep. So not only does it taste good, but like it has a great story behind it. All right. And, you know, just grab the bottle, probably grab a none, and we're going to have a whiskey tasting that's going to be like towards the end of the event. Okay. It's optional. So you can, you know, do a, an upcharge ticket if you want. We're doing it for a 15 each. That's not just bad. Getting to try it. And so it's going to be networking at the top of the hour. Uh, for a bit introductions all that stuff people can mm -hmm. check out the artwork and then going into the live podcast portion with Kobe that he's going to moderate with the artists that want to speak mm -hmm. and then you know just some more networking whiskey tasting and uh, people just having fun hmm. now you said it's from the 15th to the 25th um mm -hmm. what other stuff is planned and what exciting um you know activities do you have uh you know store for people mm -hmm. Just, mm -hmm. just coming in throughout that whole entire week did you have a plan mm -hmm. go right ahead yeah so things are still coming together um mm -hmm. i think for me i want to get the two big events booked you know the main right. reception mm -hmm. and then um also the the film screening which on the 21st mm. but those other days like are pretty much open so i've been inviting other artists to either gallery sit okay do an artist talk if they want Mm -hmm. sell tickets maybe do another event i really want this to be a space that i'm curating and creating but for other people to come in and do their thing because the space is just going to be there anyway and i don't want to just be this situation where people are coming in and viewing the artwork like that's fine but i think i want to have like some smaller events where people can come engage with the artists talk to the artists you know the artists will be able to sell prints and merch and stuff like that so there's some other artists that i'm trying to end into the space to do that have like either their own night or a few hours where they do that so um it's like not necessarily all the artists if they can't make it for whatever reason it's like okay you can't make it the 15th come the 16th or come the 18th and sell your artwork talk to people that come in we'll make a thing out of it so just like these little smaller organic events coming out mm. of like this larger event so that's the plan I like hearing that on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston. Uh, Easy is not with us, but he's here in spirit. We got a great person, a three-peat winner right here. His name is Raheem Nelson. He's on Preston the Easy Blues right here on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. A full week from the 15th to the 25th. You cannot mm -hmm. miss it at the Milford Arts Council. And it's at the perfect location, too. You just get, You just take the train from New Haven. Get off in Milford. It's about like a 20-minute ride. Well, probably less mm -hmm. than that. Yeah. <laughs> Walk right down and you're there. You're there. Mm -hmm. So you got no excuse to go. It's the no perfect excuse. location, perfect place to be. Whole person, whole everybody full of color, full mm -hmm. full spirited, definitely great-minded people gonna be there. Get to share a lot and share information. And it's a great opportunity to network for yourself. 
mm-hmm. and what other places that, that that have it planned perfectly for you right, right in your hands <laughs> yep it's there a beautiful <laughs> time right now in 2024 and Definitely. what do you plan for the next probably like five years in time what do you see five years what goals will five years will be met because we're talking about the future we talked mm-hmm. about your past we talked mm-hmm. about your present i want to know more specifically about your future what you got planned for yourself and the milford arts council in five years what will mm-hmm. get done well okay so five-year plan yeah. uh starting with the mac what I see happening is continuing to diversify. I'm curating art shows really all over the world because mm. I have an interest in traveling to different places. You know, I've been to Europe, I've been to Cuba and everything. Mm-hmm. So what I picture is being able to return to some of these places, but curate art shows and go for projects and go for artists and residency programs. And just make a thing where like I'm traveling on a regular consistent basis. And then what I picture happening is transitioning from working fully remote. And I don't know quite know what the role would look like, but like working fully remote and then transitioning from that to being full-time creative entrepreneur where I'm just doing my own thing. Mm. And, you know, my boss, Paige Miglio, and I've had conversations about just like how long I'm going to be at the Mac. And I was telling her, it's like, you know, I'll be there as long as you are. Because she was talking about stepping it out at some point. And I'm in the space of wanting to really build up the Milford Arts Council and leave it better than I found it. And then, you know, once I've done that, you know, I think it'll be time to move on to uh, something else. Other things are calling me and, you know, yeah. it's been interesting too. So just like juggling it all and seeing the potential of, you know, being a full-time creative entrepreneur. And mm. I think with this job, I sort of feel like I am that anyway. Like, you know, I have to go to work and everything, <laughs> go to the office, but like some days I'm remote. Some days I'm on a podcast yeah. interview or um, making Instagram reels, doing fashion that, photo shoots. I've been so like seeing all man, these things. You've been everywhere. You've been yeah. everywhere, bro. I remember seeing you at the uh, Chalk Festival yeah, downtown. Yeah. Was and fun. it was fun and it's mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like it's organically it happened to me i was just like going down you know minding my business and mm-hmm. i see this whole swarm of people yeah. right on the <laughs> island you know at, at broadway avenue mm-hmm. right in new haven and you just walk on and i just see all this amazing artwork just from chalk mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it it felt like it came off my phone onto the platform on the street how they were drawing mm-hmm. and it's yeah. crazy Mm-hmm. how we have all these amazing artists just like right next door mm-hmm. to me so like it's it's insane it's insane like yeah. i literally i can just nerd out with you just for a little bit i saw mm-hmm. like anime on the ground mm-hmm. i saw stuff from video games on the ground mm-hmm. um one thing that really got me was one artwork i forgot it was like from a person's uh, family that passed away and they had like the mm-hmm. photo and they took the image from the photo and put it right on there with just, yeah. I think it was like black and white. I remember that. Oh, like yeah. that was just, uh, that hit me a little bit. I was, mm-hmm. I was frozen in time mm-hmm. for a good, I think 10 to 15 seconds, just like looking at that. Like it just mm-hmm. touched me. And I just saw her, she was just like taking her time with it, you know, just like easily going through it and just, I don't know where you have the time 
just to do all this amazing stuff. Now, I think <laughs> you're a judge for the chalk chalk festival. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. how long have you been a judge or was this your first year being a judge in 2003? Uh, it was first time. Um, okay. Definitely shout out to shops at Yale, though. They've, they've been an amazing client. Yeah. And they've had me do uh, murals for them, like live murals. Mm -hmm. so that's got me back into doing uh, traditional art. So just doing these panel murals for them. I've done yeah. um, two so far. Mm -hmm. um, I think... The most recent one I did featured uh, Handsome Dan, you know, the Yale Bulldog and everything. So that was a mm -hmm. fun piece to do. And I uh, did that with some florals. And then the piece before that was like dedicated to downtown New Haven. So pretty much every summer uh, so for like the past two years, they've commissioned me to do um, these live murals on uh, the Broadway Island. Yeah, mm. It's just cool. It's cool being able to showcase uh, another skill set that I have, you know, like a lot of people know me for just digital art, but I did start in, the, in comic books and then uh, acrylic painting and oil painting. And like, mm -hmm. it's just been like really cool being able to do all these different things. How much patience can you have just doing these murals and just like putting it on? Because it's, it's no joke, especially if you're the only person just putting out there doing it and the, and the level of trust that they have within you is just mm. no words to explain like mm. mentally like what are you going through during a meal because it's not easy it's not mm. easy one bit it's really not because i remember mm -hmm. i was talking to another creative in new haven uh cujo a day mm -hmm. i don't know if you know him yep i do uh yeah Break dude. i think you and him have the same amount of drip because like the way <laughs> you guys dress is, is, is insane yeah but um yeah he told me like it took him like mentally I think it took him mentally, he said, a couple days because he had the, I think it was a mural like right near on Dixwell Avenue he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot, mm -hmm. forgot like the Pacific Street. It was near mm -hmm. on Dixwell Avenue. Um, but I think I, I think you have a good feeling what I'm talking about. I think it took him yeah. like a good like, like two to three days just to visualize in his head mm -hmm. what had to come off, off his head into the piece of paper or just background he was just working mm -hmm. his art on. So like just mentally, just as an artist, as a creative, like... How do you just go through a process right that just getting something out of your brain and just putting it on on this like huge platform like a brick wall or like a sign or something that everybody's going to see just from generations to come because you're not just making art just to make it you're just making it for the people you're making it for the city like like just tell me mm -hmm. just go, what what goes through your head Yeah yeah a lot of my um artwork as of late has been for the community mm -hmm. and that's been something I've wanted to do so it's nice to be stepping into that role where like I'm a community artist. Like I mm -hmm. absolutely love it. I like making artwork that inspires people. Uh, and these shops at Yale murals are in their windows. So if you go on Broadway, you can just see both of them. So being able to get the feedback from that has been like really amazing. And in terms of um, the thought process, I think with something um, that big, uh, mm -hmm. what I do with them is I will do a, a smaller mock-up and send that to them so that gets approved and they know what they're getting you know i kind of do it to scale digitally and right. then send it off they review it um they don't really come back with revisions which is great they give me a lot of freedom <laughs> to just kind of do my thing with it like it's right. kind of rare as a creative entrepreneur where like mm -hmm. you do something they're like no revisions so like they really do trust that i'm gonna get there be professional get the job done mm -hmm. and i'm sending them a mock-up so they know what they're getting and then once i get on site uh, after the sketch is done, it's almost kind of like, it's almost kind of like blacking out. Like I just kind of like focus in, hone in, mm. 
And before I know it, like I'm 75, 80% done. And, you know, I'm still able to engage with people that come up to me and talk to me while still remaining focused. Yeah, that has and, to be the hard part yeah. of me. I'll tell you, I learned it too. <laughs> Please do. Yep. So I learned to do that by illustrating and drawing people, like people uh -huh. sitting right in front of me. Mm. Um, I had uh, an engagement with uh, one of the Sony stores in New York City. Like it was okay. a contract with like one of their drawing tablets. So pretty much going into, I think, three Sony stores in New York and illustrating portraits of people. So like just getting all types of feedback or like oh well my nose is too big or can you change that because they could see what was on my screen because it was being projected so it was really a trial by fire where it's mm. like okay i've got to focus in get these proportions right <laughs> and they're giving me feedback at the same time so mm. at first like it was really difficult but i think a few days in on the job i just you know was able to flex that muscle and like now i carry that into like all my work where like you could watch me do a painting for hours and I would still be able to focus in on that and just get it done because I have that training now. Mm. You had me at New York. So if you learn in New York, you can do it anywhere, especially when it comes <laughs> yeah. to concentration. Yeah. <laughs> New Yorkers so many, don't play. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's so much concentration and so much people, so many people being blunt with you. Um, mm -hmm, may, mm -hmm. Maybe that's when you graduated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you had me there. Um, what other I mean, I mean, your mind's probably always going like an energizer bunny inside your head. Um, mm -hmm. Any New Haven has some beautiful spots when you just walk mm -hmm. around through the city and in the parks. What has not touched your hands when it comes to like just art, just like putting on a wall? Like what places would you love to do a mural anywhere like within New Haven that you have not done yet? Like what's some spots that you just looked at and be like, yo, I can do some amazing work over there. Hmm. What caught you? I think um, probably some schools. Okay, uh, I, I taught um, a few workshops at co-op, so I would love to do a mural at co-op. Mm, you know, some other schools cool. around town, you know, some that'd stuff really that's cool. really centric on um, kids. I think would be mm. a lot of fun. And then aside from that, I think I want to get my work into uh, some galleries around town. Okay. Um, Keller Liddell definitely on the list. Uh, Next mm. Haven definitely on the list oh, too. Haven, yeah yeah yale art gallery um i think i have some pieces that look great in that space mm -hmm. uh, just various galleries i want to get my work in um like right now too i've got my work in uh new york while well, it was coming down but it was another black history month show mm. that was in before mine okay and it was through uh gallery riva oh. and gallery riva has a black history month show right now and it was curated by my great friend uh michelin hess who's uh, an illustrator, cartoonist, okay. had her work on The New Yorker, and she does graphic novels. So she curated this. I contributed a few pieces, and, like, the opening was, like, really cool. Mm -hmm. And I had already been planning my show, you know, before I went to this. But, like, considering that it was so much fun, all these Black artists coming together and creating art and then talking about it, I was like, okay, like, I, I definitely need to keep moving forward with what I'm doing. And it kind of gave me like more energy to get the artists together, collect the work because I was able to experience that. Mm -hmm. And when I go to New York to grab the pieces on like Monday, I'm probably going to take these two pieces that were in, in that show and put them in my show. Cause uh, one I did of my wife 
And then the okay. other one I did of uh, Solange, which I believe we talked about in uh, the last. Uh, yeah, I, I think you showed us that piece. I don't know if it was in the in-studio show or it was the mm -hmm. first episode that I had with you where you showed mm -hmm. me just a piece with your wife. And mm -hmm. I think either I thought or easy thought, you know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah, a I'm a millennial and my head goes like back and forth sometimes mm -hmm. um, where I thought it was an actual photo. Right. But like it was, it, no, you said it was, it was by hand. Mm -hmm. And it, I always wondered just from an artist's point of view, like mm -hmm. to me, that's really hard to mimic a photo for people mm -hmm. to second guess it. Like even when it comes to computers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where I really think it's an actual person there when mm -hmm. it's really not. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I can state this question. Um, <laughs> like, tell me just a little bit just about the transformation, just like from a piece, like somebody can probably take a snapshot of us and just mm -hmm. put it into artwork. Like, mm -hmm. how does that trans? How does that uh, transformation form or transition is a better word? Like, mm -hmm. just just deep down, just into it, because we got some time within the broadcast. Cool. So please do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you bring up um, portrait art. It's yeah, I really want to get back to, and okay. it wasn't like necessarily intentional that I stopped doing portraits for a while. Yeah, because you got like, a lot of things going on. So many commissions mm -hmm. came course, in yeah. like at once. Like I'm finishing mm -hmm. up three commissions right now, and then course, yeah. I'm supposed to take on a bigger commission in uh, March. And I'm happy for your success. Gonna by be great. Way. Definitely. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. So I'm looking for those pockets of time where I can start a new realistic portrait the the mm -hmm. last one i did was of uh nas that's gonna be in my show uh the piece is called king nas and <laughs> it was something that i just like knocked out in like i think three to four hours oh, it wow. was like an impressionist oil painting but digital you know renaissance iconography like the solange piece mm -hmm. and there's like a halo behind nas's head and he has a crown uh, so like that was the last one i did i think i did it last year and it'll mm -hmm. also be featured in NFT New York City, which mm -hmm. is a conference I'll be speaking at um, in April. So that'll be fun too. It's it. That's right. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, getting back to the process of the portraiture, mm -hmm. I think for me, I look at my work as realistic, not necessarily photorealistic though, but like that's just me and me, my artistry and like not necessarily like self-deprecating, but just I get to a point in the portrait. I'm like, okay, I can stop here. Mm -hmm. but I realize I still have room to grow where somebody else might be like, Oh, it looks just like a photograph and everything. And when I paint someone or draw someone, I'm never thinking like, Oh, let me make it like the portrait or whatever. To me, I think I'm able to do portraiture so well because I'm concerned with who the person is, mm -hmm. who the person is to me, who the person is for the world. Mm -hmm. And my mom always says like, you capture the eyes really well. And if I'm starting at the eyes or around the eyes, and like really rendering that well, everything else kind of falls into place. Mm. What's the most asked question you get about art, just from a perspective person? Um, is it starting? Do you do it full time? That's <laughs> 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 it to me is like super disrespectful. <laughs> Oh, this is like, like, like a backhanded comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I do man. so many things to yeah. create an income for myself. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to be just one thing. I don't mm. know if I ever want it to be one thing. Like, I do children's books. I sell prints. 
paintings, I do right. commissions, mm -hmm. I curate, I do so many different things to create this lifestyle that I enjoy, that I'm able mm -hmm. to enjoy with my wife. So I don't know. I, I don't even know what you want to call it. Like um, I'm a creative entrepreneur, like however that yeah, looks of like. Course I work you are. for the Milford Arts Council. Mm -hmm. I do social media marketing, photography, video, all this stuff. But I also do stuff on my remote days. Yeah. I graphic record. I work with clients. So like mm -hmm. to me, like I am a full-time artist. I'm working in the arts. I'm doing what I love every day. So like, yeah, works for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the funny part about it you're loving what you do so it's not really work um, it's really not <laughs> you know you, you, you put the work in obviously i mean it doesn't come easy but um just do you for the for your position just in life professionally um do you feel it's the work that you earned because like being an artist and stuff like that because you because you feel like mm -hmm. you earn this you know because mm -hmm. a lot of people like get promotions and like yeah that guy but like mm -hmm. when it comes to your profession like you have to go get it mm -hmm. like there's no one's gonna do it for you you mm -hmm. have to go in there and jump in those doors and get these opportunities um i think one person taught me in broadcasting school they told me forgiveness is better than permission you have to go out there and get a lot of stuff and just mm -hmm. just having conversations with you and just like the different guests that that we had on mm -hmm. within our program i've seen that i've seen just people just go out there with the hustle mentality because like and you're pretty much a legal hustler mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, you're putting your art out there you know what i mean i'm not saying that to like down you or disrespect no, you or anything I like that hustle. but like you definitely have to hustle to get your product mm -hmm. out there mm -hmm. um and it's a beautiful thing. It really is mm -hmm. beautiful. Now, I know you work with the kids. You did mention about the kids in co-op. Mm -hmm. uh, you yep. do work with children in the Milford Arts Council. Now, are mm -hmm. we going to have like any events um, within the 15th to the 25th with them? Or do you have stuff planned out for the foreseeable future um, with these little perspective geniuses that you talk to and work with and help mold into the great future that we have planned for the next 10 years with these guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to be able to work um, that into the current exhibit. Mm -hmm. um, not not opening night, but I think because it runs late and then there'll be whiskey oh, yeah. as well. Oh, so yeah, definitely. That. That, that, that's a smart call. <laughs> I agree on WNHHLP right. 103.5 FM, but Raheem, continue. Yeah, so I think um, between that time like mm -hmm. even even like to be responsible to like the animated film is also for mature audiences so that would right. not be something that you know kids would be necessarily uh, yeah that's, that, that's more my alley i agree that's definitely right right alley to watch. yeah yeah adult anime um <laughs> but I, I think i will try to find either those gallery sitting days yeah. between that 15th and 21st where you know just open to the public like Bring your kids, you know, check out this beautiful artwork and, you know, potentially meet one of the artists. Mm -hmm. I think if I can create like two to three days of that, I think that would be really cool. And then do something uh, more kid specific, like maybe in graphic novels or something where Ooh. I can have a, a curated show with kids doing that. I like that. I like that a lot. Any work that has blown your mind, you seen a child do that just, just was just jaw dropping or you just had to... Just think about your own life for a couple seconds. <laughs> uh, I think I've seen kids, my students specifically, do uh -huh. like some amazing cartooning comic books oh, nice. and just telling like a complete story 
it's like wow like okay like you really put your all into this like it looks great mm. uh and then just how kids pick up technology quickly you know i mm, teach courses they i they teach do. courses with my ipad yeah. it's different apps and things like that mm. and then i see them like doing these abstract paintings and using the technology in ways i didn't really think of it's like oh wow that, that's really cool mm. so i give kids a lot of credit for um especially the generation that has embraced technology and they are brought up on it mm. being able to use it effectively and use it quickly and i think for me too that's why i'm always learning and reading stuff because i don't ever want to feel like i'm falling out of being in the know with technology yeah. kids like it just comes like that so uh -huh. it's cool it's funny with kids. Um, sometimes you see them uh, see a little you in themselves. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so it's crazy. It's just how to, just how they work with each other. Now you said they made. You correct me if I'm wrong. You said they made their own like comic books. Like these young minds like made mm -hmm. like their very own here. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I wild. A, I did a few workshops where mm -hmm. I would teach them how to do comic books. Oh my goodness! Now, did they do that with the AI? Uh, this was. A few years ago, so it was just they were either tracing or they were oh, you know, drawing okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I thought. Oh, so they did like a little Stan Lee kind of thing. So there was like exactly. like right there with the with the board yep. and, and stretched mm -hmm. out. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's something. That's something. Now, how hard that can be? Just like making your own comic book. Um, I think it like with anything, it's a lot yeah. of practice. It has uh, to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it can be tricky. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been of the mind, and when I do my own graphic novels, like I like to mm -hmm. have full creative control over it. Like I of love course. to yeah. write it, draw it, mm -hmm. you know, do the script and everything, color it, uh, whereas some might want to work with a writer or work with a, an illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, my experience with children's books as of late has been I work with an author because I'm helping the author tell their story. Mm. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun but uh in terms of graphic novels and comic books it's pretty much something i would like pursue on my own and have that creative control mm. and I'm, I'm i'm thinking of doing another one when like these commissions die down and everything right. uh, i have a, a series that uh is called little robots oh and nice robots is pretty much like the peanuts meets like tech meets like just doing a send up of pop culture and stuff I see day to day. Okay. And I, I did it for like a, a year, like mm. on and off. And it was like this one part of the series was about my wife and I and how we met in our friends circle and everything. Oh, and then cool. it transitions into this story about mm -hmm. how this guy responded to his girlfriend getting COVID and then she's hospitalized lost in this whole narrative and it turns like into this crime drama so yeah. like it looks like the characters are cutesy and everything like the uh -huh. peanuts where there's like these robots but like they're doing these wild things so like yeah. it's definitely something i want to bring back and i illustrated this part of the story to really um i guess make peace of what was happening in the world with covid uh -huh. and telling the story that my wife and i co-wrote that part of it about the guy um, being in the hospital, just like seeing his his face when you know the doctor is telling him like, "Hey, like we don't really have room to treat girlfriend because like yeah. all this crazy stuff was going on." So like, it's drawn in like this cutesy way, but like it's tackling like these real world issues. Wow, 
Oh man, that got me. That got me a little bit because like you, you, you put everything together, like the what's going on in the present time. You put a little sci-fi into it, mixing the one. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. When it comes to creating stories and being a great storyteller, um, everybody has their different form of being entertained. Well, well, pretty much like let me just better word this. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their different point of view of being entertained like nobody's the same mm -hmm. like you can right. be fair when it comes to it but what are some key, as a storyteller let's mm -hmm. just say like i'm writing a movie script or i'm writing a graphic novel comic book or whatever mm -hmm. like what are some ways storytelling i could immediately just get the reader connected or hook like that because some mm -hmm. people can just write but mm -hmm. like to get people into what you're putting into like what are some key things that we can learn just as a prospective writer mm -hmm. yeah as a and it's for getting into all these different nuances and mm -hmm. things that i've done in the past and want right. to do more of like with writing uh -huh. that's something i really enjoy i love uh, writing stories it's something i did as a kid a lot it's something i did as a teenager a lot mm -hmm. and i don't tend to do it so much now in the traditional sense. Like I tell stories through illustrations, whether it's through a client or something like that, but not so much like with the graphic novels, but that's something I do want to get back to. Mm -hmm. But my, my first tip would be, and I, I look for this in all forms of media, show, don't tell, Right, I think is brilliant because you're showing the audience something like, and I think fantasy struggles with this. Like I enjoy mm -hmm. like, Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and all that, but where some of these properties falter is when they give you like all this juxtaposition. We're like, oh, well, this king got into this conflict and this and that happened. And they're telling you all this stuff mm -hmm. instead of showing you, showing you the conflict, whether it's like a flashback or a flash for something like something that's going to be happening in the future. Like mm -hmm. show audiences these moments that are impacting the story. So they have an opportunity to connect with the characters. And mm. if you're just doing like an exposition dump all the time, right. it's going to like take you out of the story. Mm. Do you feel people um, kind of stretch a little bit, kind of like, uh, you know, milk, whatever they have. And, you know, just um, kind of like, um, let me just put it in, in the in the best way, nerd, like kind of like Spider-Man, for example, like Sony owns Spider-Man. Like there's so many good Spider-Man stories you put out there, but then like you put like, a lot of like minor characters that don't need an expansion to their story, mm -hmm. you know, and we don't have to go on and on with this. Cause there'll be a whole nother podcast on a whole mm -hmm. nother platform. So I hear you. Talk like hours and hours about we'll our, just you know, have to disappointment schedule that. about this. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you feel a lot of people over describe like a character or a plot too much? It mm -hmm. just ruins everything mm -hmm. about that story or about that character and so on and so on mm -hmm. yeah over explaining yeah is is not really doing mm -hmm. these properties favors and right. i look at where the marvel cinematic universe is right now absolutely and I look at some of the things that sony are, are doing like sony's mm -hmm. like killing it with like these spider-verse movies like some yeah. of the best Absolutely. I don't even That's say true. animated movies. Like some of the best movies I've seen. I say best comic period. Movie. Yeah, comic book movie, it's definitely. Like, it's a comic book those movie. Those movies yeah. are phenomenal. Absolutely. And you've got this black mm -hmm. and Latino Spider-Man. Absolutely. That is like the most capable and powerful Spider-Man of them all. 
Like like Miles yeah. Morales is Absolutely. like phenomenal. Agreed. And they're telling a grounded story. Mm-hmm. And they're t- telling a tactical story where like they have these moments in the story where like he's connecting with his family. He's having conflicts with his family. Right. And then he's also dealing with like these otherworldly things, otherworldly things. And I've always enjoyed Peter Parker mm-hmm. as a Spider-Man and as a character. Right. But I think Miles is just the best Spider-Man. And like, oh, definitely. People aren't really going to want to hear that. Not but like, <laughs> I remember. See, they don't want to hear it now. But give it about like six, seven years, like in the future, mm-hmm. you will be right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you will definitely be right because we're mm-hmm. in the moment now. But when we mm-hmm. look back at it, we're like, yo, mm-hmm. we had a good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Really good his, his, his characterization is really good in these films. Mm-hmm. Also, the video games as well. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, Spider Man, Spider Man 2, Miles Morales, like, yeah. it's great in all those. Mm-hmm. And I remember he came out uh, when he came out in the Ultimate Universe for the mm-hmm. comics. His characterization was just like wasn't that great. Like it had potential, but he wasn't really like a focal character in his own nah, story. He wasn't, and he was written a particular way. Yeah. Now he's written in an authentic way, where it's like okay, like he's a kid in Harlem in the, mm-hmm. the games, and he's a kid in Brooklyn in the movies, and he feels like a real person. He feels yeah. different. It's so relatable, Peter Parker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and relatable. So like, I, I love what they're doing. With the character and mm-hmm. it's it's also a case of like they they do tell you some stuff in the films just to speed things up but like they are showing you the relationships mm-hmm. and showing you the conflicts so you and, can root for these characters and i'm happy you uh put it out there um they're not telling you verbally they're telling you um physically just with pictures yeah, and as we get exactly. back to what you taught to the kids back then with the whole storyboard writing and creating um matching pictures with words and telling Mm -hmm. stories through pictures um Mm -hmm. is it difficult for me yes it can be difficult you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying just like talking to people through pictures and just telling a good story but if you're really listening and comprehending what the Mm -hmm. author is explaining to you Mm -hmm. that will be an easy process for you Mm -hmm. to tell the audience which yeah. I think is really cool with that. And you see it through the movie and you see it through other mm-hmm. films as well too. Mm-hmm. And I think you capture that really well when it just comes to your artwork and just, it, it's a lot to tell a story through a picture. It really is mm-hmm. because yep. um, I bet you probably had exhibits and galleries where you were talking to different people. And mm-hmm. let's just say, example, the picture of your wife, mm-hmm. everybody has a different story just seeing that picture. Just I, I love that too. Like, like that just happened recently too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. That makes you feel good as a human being. And matter of fact, that's some probably some stories to tell your wife that probably makes her feel good as well too. They thought that about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's the joy of just like talking to people and with, with different galleries about it. And I'm really yeah. happy that you're doing this with this event. We're closing Thanks. a little bit. You're very welcome. And we're closing a little bit in this broadcast right now. Um, what I want you to do, um, mm-hmm. just restate everything about this event, what's going on this coming mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Talk to people about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, big it up as best as you can. Um, mm-hmm. Like we do every broadcast, please give your social media information so people can contact you. So you can have a lot more great interviews with me. Easy. And I'm happy you're talking to a lot of different media platforms. You beyond mm-hmm. deserve it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, absolutely, <laughs> man. And, you know, 
some words of advice, motivational, you know, just mm -hmm. a big four pick me up. So this Definitely. time you can go ahead. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll start with socials. Of course. You can follow me at Raheem Nelson art at Raheem Nelson style and at Raheem Nelson photo on mm -hmm. Instagram. Uh, if you're on X, you can normally Twitter at Raheem Nelson art. Uh, my website is RaheemNelson.com. It has mm -hmm. my entire portfolio, commissions, all that stuff, what have you. And then for the Milford Arts Council, it's MilfordArts.org for the website. And then for social media, it is Milford Arts. And for the, the show, uh, the title is A World of Wonders, A Celebration of Black Creativity. Mm -hmm. It is going to be uh, Thursday, February 15th for the opening. And if there's going to be a networking, there's going to be a live podcast panel by my amazing friend, Kobe Smith, yeah. where he will be speaking to the artists that are there, mm -hmm. panelists, and discussing Black creativity, what Black creativity means to them, and just opening it up and to be a uh, larger conversation about celebrating Black art because it doesn't, doesn't have to be for one month. Like we should be celebrating black art year round. So seven, I, I agree. To, yeah. Accomplish with this show. And then towards the end of the evening, there's going to be an optional whiskey tasting from uncle nearest whiskey, which is black owned. It's going to be great. So a lot of chances to mingle and mix with uh, the artists uh, to take in beautiful artwork that will be up until February 25th. And you can also look for uh, the film screening of my friend, Christopher, Christopher Ortiz's film thesis film while he was at the school of visual arts in Manhattan called redress. And that will be an animated short film screening. And there will also be a Q and a to follow. So the redress uh, film screening is the 21st. That's going to be from seven to nine the opening reception on the 15th. is going to be from 7 PM to 10 PM, just so we can fit in all the networking, all the mingling, the podcast panel and having some good whiskey do it man it's gonna be a great time and you know quick little words to pick me up mm -hmm. what can you say to somebody who's listening right now who wants to be a better version of themselves before we close out the show mm -hmm. so if you want to be a better version of yourself what's worked for me is journaling journaling and taking time to self-reflect mm -hmm. i have a, a journal that i pretty much use daily um I have like two actually. One is just like a blank journal where I'll just put my thoughts in stream of consciousness when it comes to me. Mm -hmm. And the other one is like prompts. So like asking like these deep questions that you might need to sit with before you can answer. So I think what's always helped me like refresh myself and continue and move forward and be the best version of myself is finding those pockets of time to reflect in journal. And that can be in the morning if you're a morning person or it can be at night if you're a nocturnal person, but taking that time to like really check in, reflect, and just make sure your mental health is good. Absolutely. I think that is like extremely important for being the best version of yourself. Cause like, you gotta make sure you check yourself. Definitely. Raheem, it's been a great conversation with you and I hope to have more with you. And Likewise, happy, Preston. thank you so much. And I'm happy mm -hmm. for your success on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, New Haven, myself, Preston, and Easy Blues has a day off. He's a good, he's a good guy. Thanks. Shout out to Easy. And shout out to you, Raheem. Thanks for being Thank part you. of the show. Appreciate you. Pleasure.
Wondering what to write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know